B98.5's Tad Drex and Kara podcast, helping you catch up on what you missed. Good Friday morning. I'm Tad. Good morning, Drex. Blessings. Good morning, Kara. Good morning. Is there a food or drink item that you don't even bother trying to keep in the house because you can't keep it in the house because your spouse will consume all of this food or drink item? Yeah, any kind of soda. Soda? Any yeah. kind of soda in my house, well, right? It goes it's, through it's it like it's 2023. Water. Why are we still buying soda? Like yeah. We know the effects of it. Right? Interesting. Uh, yeah, Interesting. Me, probably chocolate chips. Oh. My wife will buy chocolate chips to make, I don't know, cookies or pancakes, but I'll grab a handful like they're Ritz crackers. And <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, Like yeah, they're yeah, sunflower yeah, yeah. seeds, yeah. So my wife's addiction is going to get her fired from her new job Ooh. because when they see her behavior, they're going to look for a reason to get rid of her. Beyond buying a co-worker kinda... gloves and socks oh, yeah. for Secret well, Santa. Listen, I didn't say I was against them firing her. <laughs> I'd like to get her as far away yeah. from Chad as humanly possible. Oh, Lord. She told me that they have an emergency supply of food and drink. I don't know what they're worried about. Snowstorm, some sure. I don't know. But and she was all she excitedly told me, and I get it because I know her, that it included two Costco sized pallets of sparkling water, flavored oh. seltzer water. Okay, like the La- LaCroix or La something. Croix, yeah, LaCroix, whatever you want to call it. And Spindrift? <laughs> yeah, that stuff's good. <laughs> if the, if it's Spindrift, look out. Like She will just clean it out. Those helmets that they wear where they put the beer cans <laughs> on the top and you got the tubes coming down. Yeah, I can't keep this stuff in the house. It's unbelievable to me. Then I go into her trunk. She's got hidden supplies of because she doesn't care if it's even cold or not she's a monster yeah hey absolutely she's got to have it and now her workplace is going to see this they're going to be like what happened to our year supply of Of spindrift yeah whatever it is that was supposed to be for emergency and then they're going to look on the camera and they're going to see jessica just like guzzling (laughs) i wonder if they have swa you know they have aa do they have swa seltzer water Water Anonymous. anonymous Both my parents are in AA, so I know a lot about it. But the guy's name is Bill. And anytime, like if, if you're in AA and someone else is in AA, the way you say it is like, hey, are you a friend of Bill? So, like, is he uh, like, are you a friend of Jess? Friend of Chad. <laughs> 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 Giving you the stuff you need so you can start your crazy day. Tad Drex and Kara's Info to Go is on B98.5. We are protected by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Cloudy, dry today with a high of 62. Scattered showers move in tomorrow. Maybe stronger storms Saturday night into Sunday. 40 in Midtown. What's going on, Kara? We'll talk about the big star that's being accused of being a complete monster behind the scenes in just a second. But are you happy with your job? I think we have a pretty awesome job personally. But but is anybody happy? Well, apparently Georgia actually has the most miserable employees in the entire nation. So a company recently conducted a huge survey that evaluated each state on wages, quit rates, commute times, working hours, injuries, paid time off, and positivity levels. And we came in dead last for happiness on the job. We also had the highest quit rate and one of the worst commute times with the average time spent in the car being about 30 minutes just to get to work. I imagine a lot of that is attributed to the fact that by the time you get to work, all you're thinking of is, when I leave, it's going to take it's an hour to exactly. get home. Exactly. So that's that's building during the day. If you want to be happy with your job, if you want to love your job, figure out what you absolutely love to do. It could mm-hmm. be a hobby or whatever, and then find a way to make money doing it. Yes. 
because I think a lot of people hate their jobs because they're not looking forward to going because it's not their hobby. It's not their passion. They're just doing it to make the money. You can't leave to work. You have to wait. You can't. You can't. Oh, I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> see, look at me. I'm making an absolute fool of myself on the radio. And still I'm getting that check, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you guys ever met a celebrity and had it leave a horrible taste in your mouth? Uh, it's just one. Unfortunately, it was Jessica Simpson. And this was oh, early really? on. This was back in 2001, right in the newlyweds day. She was just not very kind. Maybe she's changed by now. Well, that's the case for actress and comedian Casey Wilson. She's saying her experience working with Tim Allen on the Santa Claus was completely awful and totally changed the way she felt about him. Tim Allen was <laughs> such a truly oh. single worst experience I've ever had with a co-star ever. Never made eye contact, never said anything. It was so uncomfortable. And when he was done, he was so rude. And Tim Allen goes, leaving, takes his Santa cape, drops it on no. the floor and walks out. God. Someone in the crew breezes past me and just goes, you're seeing him on a good day. She went on to say that he Mm. refused to talk to her on set and would relay messages through a producer only, even when she was standing right there. But we're buying this 100%. This woman that we've never heard of before. We're <laughs> what do you mean we've never heard of before? She was on this. Saturday Night Live. She was in, um, gosh, what was that show called? I loved it. I can't remember the yeah, name yeah, of it yeah, right yeah, now. There you go. Well, oh, you just stop. answered your own question. He's been famous for how many years? Bob, He's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, shouldn't be a jerk. Exactly. Does but, that give you the license no. to, to be a jerk to your coworkers? But my point is, he's been famous this long, been in so many movies and TV shows. We're just now hearing that he's a jerk by somebody we've never heard of. You think she's I, got an axe to grind? I don't know. I, come on. What was her name again, Kara? Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson. Yeah, oh, Happy Endings was. was the Household show that name. she was in that I yeah, liked. Yeah, right? <laughs> Attack the accuser. Right, Kara? Yeah. That's how you do that. <laughs> Heading out of town? Take Tad, Drex, and Kara with you wherever you go and listen live in the free B98.5 app. What's going on with you, Kara? You know, we make a big deal about teaching kids about boundaries and safety and consent, but somehow all of that gets thrown right out the window when the holidays rolled around. Mm. I just completely destroyed my son's trust in me, and I'm afraid I will never be able to earn it back. Oh, gosh. So my my husband called in a big favor with Santa and convinced him to come to our neighborhood to hang with the kids and take some pictures. Right. Right. And now I'm feeling like the worst mom in the entire world. Man, I can hear it in your voice, Carrie. You're almost trembling. So last year, Riker was just a couple of months old, mm-hmm. and we took pictures with Santa, and right. he was the perfect little angel baby. So I was really hoping that this year would be a repeat of last year. We've been teaching him all about Christmas and Santa, and we even had him ho-ho-hoing. Was the cute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw him. I was at this event with you, and he was dressed in like a little three-piece a suit, little oh, perfect, ready for his pictures with Santa. Silent. And Kara, the really cool part is you said he was alive this time last year, so you yes. got the two or three-month-old pictures, right? And then you get to compare them the to the now picture, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we sit down with Santa as a family, and Riker's doing great. And I felt comfortable to kind of push him in there to take a solo picture with Santa. And as soon as we dropped him on Santa's lap, all hell broke loose. Mm. He had this look of just 
petrified fear Terror. all over Terror. his face. Sure. His eyes got red. He's screaming. He's reaching out. Oh. He's, mama, mama, mama. And I'm just standing there with everybody else laughing and taking pictures. And it wasn't until I got these photos back and started looking at them and thinking, what have I done? Right. Right. What have I done to my baby? Like, here he is in the most vulnerable state. I've thrown him into a, the lap of a stranger, and not just a stranger, but a magical stranger, someone mm. that's supposed to be mm-hmm. like so exciting in his life. And I'm standing there with his father and a bunch of other people, and we're laughing at him when he's in his most vulnerable state. You know Santa as magical. Absolutely. But does Riker obviously does not think of him as magical. To him, you just put him on this weird guy with a big red suit, right? Exactly. Like- and there were a bunch of other kids that did great with Santa and had cute, smiley, fun pictures. But there was also a huge crew of young ones like mine right. that were totally terrified. And it's just got me thinking what have I done? Like, have I broken my son's trust to the point where now he looks at me or he sees Santa in the house or on TV and he runs in the opposite direction? Oh, it's the exact opposite of what I wanted this moment to be. Kara, the good news is, is hopefully he won't remember any of this. And the greater news is that you've learned your lesson. I'm not going to sit here and say you were a terrible mom. Yes, when he started crying, you should have run to him immediately. That's what you're regretting because you didn't know up until that point. But the moment you see your your child reaching for you, crying, terrified, and you're just sitting there laughing, that's what you're talking about. I mean, and it took forever for us to calm him down after that. So I just... Yeah. I'm just feeling like the worst mom on the face of the planet for allowing this to happen to my baby. He's only 14 months old. Kara, I, I imagine the last thing you want to hear from somebody is, eh, they're all right. They'll forget about it. It's not that big of a deal. You don't want to hear that, right? Well, it was so funny because there were so many parents that were like, oh, these are my favorite pictures. Oh, they are. How can they be your favorite pictures when you see your child in such distress? There is a whole industry based on this. And it needs to stop. People, you've got to stop bringing your kids and forcing them to do things that they don't want to do. Because it is about teaching them about consent, about that they have control over their own bodies. And their surroundings and what happens to them. Yes. In the world? Okay. There's a photographer (laughs) named Jeff Rothman here locally. I was reading about him. He sells out. His whole gig is taking pictures of crying babies on Santa's lap. That's his whole thing. He books. It's so popular. Carol, listen to this. He books 7,000 10-minute slots in record time every year. Wow. My wife told me he charges $500 a session. That means $3.5 million being made by one man Profiting off terrified children. That's just insane. It's gotta stop. Last week it was Elf on the Shelf, and now we're on this. You know, and I was totally against you with the Elf on the Shelf stuff. I think it's so, like, magical and fun, and I love Santa. I think he's so magical and fun. Uh And I was hoping to, especially this year, because Riker, my 14-month-old, is finally starting to, like, get it. And we had been introducing Mm -hmm. him to Christmas and Santa, and he was at home going, ho, ho. Oh, (laughs) it's the cutest thing ever. So I was hoping that we would have a great experience when we went to take family photos with Santa. And it was anything but. Yeah. The look on his face, the terror 
when I looked at these pictures after the fact, broke my mama heart thinking that my child in this moment of distress reaching out for me, calling out for me, and I'm sitting there laughing at him. Needed you, and if you had run right over there, you would feel better about it. But th- it was those few seconds where he was alone in the world, yes. right? And I'm, and I'm I, not trying to dig I in on that, but I just I know what that. you're saying. I know what I you're mean, saying. That's, that's what parenting is, though. It's like mm. figuring out, watching your kids struggle, figuring out when should I step in. That's what parenting is. It well, stinks. Standing maybe there, when they're laughing, a little older, pointing, yeah. waiting for the well, pictures right. to get taken. The older they get, for sure. Yeah. So if I had the choice, though, just to. to if, if it was between Elf on a Shelf and forcing my kid to sit on a stranger's lap and laughing and pointing and taking pictures, mm-hmm. Elf on a Shelf all day, mm-hmm. if those are my only two <laughs> options. options. Brittany in Smyrna. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call about the Santa photos. So we did the Jeff Rothman the past two years, and I completely agree with Kara. They were just traumatic, and they were overly priced. And so we switched this year because those should be fun. And I just felt like a terrible parent. So... She's not wrong in feeling that way, and she's doing a great job, I'm sure. I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, so life is hectic. Make it easy. Absolutely. And, Brittany, I understand, and I've done it, too, because millions of people are doing it, and so you just think this is what we're supposed to do. This is what everybody does. (laughs) It's sort of like a tradition. Isn't it fun? So many people have said, oh, it's a rite of passage for a parent, but does that make it right? Just because everybody else does it, and it's they think it's so funny in the moment, does that make it right? Like, what is this instilling in our kids? She mentioned this Jeff Rothman guy. My wife and I were about to sign up for that guy two years ago. We couldn't get a slot, but I mentioned 7,000 10-minute slots. He sells out in record time. And I did the math: three and a half million dollars off of crying babies. That's who, is that the wish their parents would save them. Yeah, yeah like okay. the whole thing. It's okay. like the bad Santa oh, photos, <laughs> and I just hate that for these kids. Four zero four seven four one zero nine eight five. You want to join the conversation? You can call or text. Leave us a message. Use the open mic on the B ninety eight point five app. Uh, Sarah in Marietta. Okay, you guys sound like a bunch of lunatics. Here, how old is your son? He's fourteen months. Do you think he's going to remember this? Every child sits on Santa's lap. It's fun. It creates memories. And he's not going to remember it. And he's going to want to do it with his children. Is it fun? And is it creating the right memories when they're sitting there terrified, screaming and yelling for mommy? Like, that's what hit me so hard. He's not going to remember specifically Santa and this whole incident, right? But what is now ingrained in his mind is that he doesn't have control over his own body. Every time you do this, whether it's put your kid on Santa's lap, whether it's make your kid kiss grandma when he doesn't want to, it's teaching them that they're not in control of their own bodies. And not just that, but like mommy won't be there to save me when I need her. That's what hurts me the most is that he was crying out for me and we're just standing there laughing with everybody else. At a certain point though, Kara, your kid has to get there and I know it comes later in life because now I got an 11 year old and we're on that line of like Sometimes mom and dad aren't always going to be there to save you. Like my daughter's having a bad uh, pitching game at softball and she's getting frustrated. Like, you got to work through this yourself. But if you reinforce that no means no, if you reinforce that the child has control over their own body to the extent of this, as I was doing some reading on this yeah. last night, because I, I was really only I'm reading articles last night convinced of this. Mm. Right before I read this article that was talking about this, I uh, it was time for my two-year-old Sophie to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And mom said, you want to give daddy a hug and kiss goodnight? And she said no. 
What did I do? Come give me a hug and kiss. Come I ran over there and I forced myself on her and I was tickling her and making her laugh. And sure, she laughed. But I won't be doing that anymore. Interesting. If my daughter says that she doesn't want to give daddy a hug and kiss goodnight, if my daughter says she doesn't want to sit on somebody's lap, I have to respect that because that's what I want to teach her. Right. And I want her to respect herself and right. I want her to respect that and, and have those boundaries to be able to have control over her own body and to be able to consent to things and like that. And know that mommy and daddy will back her up when she makes that choice. Kelly and Lilburn. Totally, totally disagree with Kara. I have six kids, and when my older two were really little, Santa Claus came to our house because our family friend dressed up as him. And <laughs> see, the kids were so terrified, but we got the funniest picture. I had one of them sitting on his knee, screaming, reaching for me, and the other one, he had to grab her by her overall strap so she couldn't get away as she's trying to run. <laughs> And she's got her arms reaching for me, and both of them are crying and have this terrified look. Yeah. See, <laughs> you're just like I was. You're just like Kara was until you yeah, see like your I child screaming out the you moment, think about it. In the moment, it was really funny and really cute, and I thought we were going to get great pictures. But when I sat down and looked back at them and saw the look of terror on my baby's face, thinking that through his eyes, he's seeing his mom, who he's reaching out for, laughing at him when he's in distress, that's what broke my heart the most and beyond that the idea that we are terrorizing our children for the sake of social media they think oh this is going to make a great instagram post and i'm going to get a lot of likes at it and the dopamine is going to what in the world well my kids are in their 20s now it it was a while ago so i didn't put anything on instagram but i dang sure mailed it out to everybody (laughs) (laughs) that's great it's just listen i know i sound like a wackadoo to a lot of people but that's how you think yeah uh, i i think it's a different way of thinking about it and stop provoking and i think we should just give it some thought the next time care it's a lesson that you learn oh absolutely i mean next year will be totally different if he's not into it if he has the least bit of trepidation going to see santa then we're we're not doing it even if you're like aunt carol wants a hug and he says eh, and he shows a little, you have to step in there and say you know what Riker doesn't want a hug not right now would you like to fist bump would you like to shake hands maybe he feels better yeah, with a high, high five. five he has Kara, control over his body yeah get in the picture with him oh we and did we took family pictures ahead of time, and he was great. He was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I took pictures of just me and him and Santa, and he was great. But when it came to the solo picture with Santa, we tried to, like, ease him in with the family and then with just Daddy and then with just Mommy and then just him. When we, I, I mean, as soon as we placed him on Santa's lap, it was like the floodgates opened, and yeah. he was not having it. We were at the same event at Kara's, and... My wife was all dressed up so that she could have her picture taken with the kids. Mm-hmm. And Sophie didn't want to sit on Santa's lap. And she's like, well, maybe I should go over there and hold Sa- uh, hold Sophie on my lap and okay. have the picture taken. And I was like, absolutely not. What? I'm not going to have you in pictures with Santa with our kids and just you. And I'm not going to be in that picture. What's the concern there? <laughs> Isn't it clear? She wants family photos so she can Photoshop Chad in after the fact. Oh, the sock sock guy? Yeah. Oh, Oh, boy. Are you serious? Oh, boy. Yeah. Dude, AI, come on. AI can work wonders. You're, you are not going to slip that past me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to give us a rating. We prefer five stars, though, so if you don't like what you hear, feel free to not leave us a rating. Tad, Drex, and Kara, weekday mornings on B98.5. You need forgiveness. I'm sorry. Tad, Drex, and Kara help you ask for it. Forgive and Forget is on B98.5. Katie, you're a uh, a stylist, do we call it? Yeah, I'm a stylist or a hairdresser, whatever you want to say. <laughs> right. What happened with your, uh, you had a big client come in? I did. I was so excited because there's this local influencer that has a ton of followers, and she chose me to do her hair. Um, she has like well over a million followers. A million followers? Oh, yeah. my. That's She's just on Instagram. very popular. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this could open doors for me. She's going to post about it. Yeah. It was a really specific cut. Um, right. So, so you're figuring she posts pictures of herself on Instagram. Her followers are like, who did your hair? You get to say, yeah. she says it's you. Yeah, because even though you work at a salon, I know a lot of hairdressers are like, you're you're an independent contractor. You work for yourself. For so, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. So something like this is a big deal because it just, it usually brings a lot of clients and I've actually never done someone's hair who has this much of a following. So I was super nervous, but excited and just really wanted it to go well. And um, it did not go well. What happened? (sighs) She came in and she had something really specific in mind. And um, of course I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my research. Like I'm going to be as prepared as possible. So I researched what she wanted and just so nervous because I just want to get it right. Yeah. So this past Saturday, I cut her hair. I really felt like I did a great job. I did exactly what she asked for. And so when she put her glasses back on and turned around and saw herself in the mirror, she just had this, I know the look. It's only happened like one other time to me. Usually my clients love what I do, but it came over her face and I asked if everything was okay. And she was like, yes, it's fine. But she was fighting back tears. I could tell she wasn't happy. She said it was fine, but you could tell she was. And I run into this all the time because when you can't see, (laughs) you don't know what's happening until you put your glasses on. So it's like every haircut is like an episode of The Swan. (laughs) You're the reveal. So, I mean, uh, so she lied and said she was okay, but obviously was upset. I mean, did she give you an opportunity to fix it? Did you offer uh, a chance to fix it? I did. I was like, hey, if you if there's anything you want to change, like I'm happy to stay later. I want you to be happy. And she was like, no, no. And she basically like ran out of the salon. And I tried to get in touch with her because we were messaging before, obviously, with the plan and everything. And I was like, hey, if there's anything you don't like, you know, it's on me. I'll fix it. But she didn't answer any of my texts or my DMs. So, so, I mean, obviously you want to make it right because you don't want a client not happy. And B, there's a chance she could give you some negative press. Yeah. Yeah. She has a lot of pull with like my business. So I just don't want to like, I I don't know. Hopefully we can get to her before she posts about it. She's not answering the phone when you call. She's not responding to your text. So we'll call. Hopefully she'll pick up the phone. We can ask for forgiveness and hopefully you can make this right. Okay. Thank you. It's hard to ask for forgiveness. Is it too late now to say sorry? So Tad, Drex, and Kara are here to help you do it. Forgive and Forget is on B98.5. 
Katie is a stylist. She was just telling us that this social media influencer came in and was very specific about how she wanted her hair. And when she turned around in the chair and looked at herself in the mirror, she was visibly upset, didn't like the job that Katie had done. But this lady just ran out of the salon and Katie's worried that she's going to give her a bad review and put her on blast with all of her million social media followers. This lady's name is Brianna. Katie, she's not going to know you're on the line when we call her. We're hoping to get her to forgive, forget, and give you another chance. Hello? Hi, is this Brianna? Yes, it is. Good morning. This is Tad Drex and Kara calling from B98.5. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're great. We understand that you're a, a social media influencer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do a lifestyle blog, and I guess someone has sent you my stuff because you're calling me. So Yeah, yeah. We, we need some help over here with our radio station. We need help with the reels and all that <laughs> stuff. Oh, gosh, I got you guys. No problem. Have you been shooting or posting anything recently? So I haven't. I feel so bad because I got my hair done, and it looks hot mess. Like, I look horrible, and I just feel so self-conscious right now. So oh, I don't even know what to do. And it's that bad? It's horrible. Like, I look like a boy right now. Like, oh. I look horrible. Like, I'm not into, like, wigs and stuff, so I don't know what to do. Were you specific with the hairstylist? Like I was very specific, and I just can't understand how it could have been such a disconnect, especially since she came so highly recommended. Like, everybody was posting on my page. Oh, go to, go to her, go to her, go to Katie, go to Katie. Have you gone back to the hairstylist? Usually if you hate it, they'll try their best to right. fix it for you. There's no way she can fix this. I have no hair. I'm bald. Like, there's right. no way for her to fix this. I have to just sit here and for weeks and days and months and years for it to grow back out. Like, what can she do? Let's see if we can figure this out, because this is a feature on our show called Forgive and Forget. And we have the stylist, Katie, on the phone with us. She reached out to us because she was feeling terrible. And so we've got to be able to come to terms with what yeah. we're going to do here, how we're going to fix this. Yeah, like, what were the instructions you gave to Katie? I told her to make me look like Michelle Williams. I mean, Michelle Williams has long, thick, pretty hair. I don't understand why she cut me like a pixie. Katie? I'm just confused because Michelle Williams doesn't have long hair. She has a pixie cut. Are you serious? Yeah, Michelle Williams, uh, she was married to Heath Ledger. Is that right? Yeah. No, no, no. Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. <gasps> say my name, say my name. You know, like... Beyonce, oh Kelly, Michelle. God. What? <laughs> oh. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Brianna, oh, okay. you told okay. Katie, make me look like Michelle Williams, meaning Michelle oh. Williams from Destiny's Child. <laughs> Katie heard Michelle Williams, the actress who has short <laughs> hair. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the actress. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh. Brianna, you didn't notice face. giant clumps of hair coming out? I don't know. I took my glasses off so she could fix me up. I, <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I was so, yeah. you know, like posting oh. and stuff and doing my Instagram stuff. I didn't even realize what was happening, honestly. I, I, Katie, is there any way to fix? I don't know how to, like, yes, how would you fix short hair is. to make it long? I can definitely fix it. We could do extensions. I can fix it in multiple ways. It is free of charge. I'm so sorry that we had this misunderstanding. 
I know how important this is. Brianna, this feature is called Forgive and Forget. Katie was calling for your forgiveness. Will you accept her apology, forgive her, and maybe give her another chance? I don't know. I've never had extensions before. I don't know what the heck that's going to look like. I have a lot of experience, so we can just see what works the best. Honestly, we could try a few things. Why don't you try it? She said it's free of charge. And hopefully you can get this back on track. You got to forgive her and understand there's two Michelle Williamses. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I guess I guess I should have brought in a picture with me. So let's shot these extensions or this wig or whatever the heck you're going to do, because I need to get back to posting. Yeah, you do. Thank God there's only okay. one Reba McIntyre. Could you <laughs> <laughs> answer more questions than Kara? Grab a quick hundred bucks. But she won't make it easy. It's Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Season's greetings, Samantha and Brazelton. Season greetings to you as well. Can you <laughs> kick our pop culture princess out of the studio? Kara, could you get some hot chocolate with marshmallows? Ooh, Ooh. I love that. I'm out of here, Samantha. Maybe Good luck. Run off my little candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> Kara's going to step out of the studio. We're going to ask you five trivia questions. Bring Kara back in. Ask her the same questions. Answer more right than Kara. She has to pay you 100 bucks. We're sponsored by R.S. Andrews Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical. Are you ready for question number one? I'm ready. Pantone has named Peach Fuzz as their color of 2023. What state produces the majority of our country's peaches? Ooh, I know it's actually not Georgia. You sure? Um, Are you sure? No, oh. I'm not sure. Oh, I think you I just got to give me. Got- Downs, but we'll say Georgia. All right. Sorry, I'm not locally from here. (laughs) This is going to be controversy. It's great. Going into the weekend. Nice one, Drex. (laughs) Number two, rumor is Kevin Costner and singer Jewel are seeing each other. Which of Jewel's relatives are under investigation for stealing millions from her? Her mother. Number three, Chevy Chase is okay after falling off a stage at a Christmas vacation fan convention. By the way, 80 years old. Yeah. Wow. What were the names of the neighbors in the Christmas Vacation movie? I have absolutely no idea, honestly. Oh, wow. Number four, what's the name of the Falcon's mascot? It's a falcon. He's got a name. Yeah. Maybe an alliteration. Freddy? Number five, new study says most couples share the same blood pressure numbers. <laughs> What's the top number of a blood pressure reading called? I only know the bottom one because mine went down. I do not know the top one. Wow, these were very difficult. I know, especially <laughs> since... Oh, my gosh. Question three is almost not fair since Kara named her dog after yeah, one of those but, people. But, but you, everybody should know. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah. Samantha and Brazelton struggle bus a little bit this morning, but we'll see what happens. Hardcore. Yeah. yeah, all right. Same questions, Kara. Uh-huh. What state produces the majority of our country's peaches? Uh, we're the peach state, so Georgia. Georgia is the answer. When you Google it, Georgia pops up, Samantha. We talked her into it. It's one-to-one. Not only that, but Justin Bieber gets his peaches down <laughs> yeah. in Georgia. Yeah, that's it. Number two, which of Jules' relatives are under investigation for stealing millions from her? Oh, her mom. Yeah, like $100 million. Mm. All right, two to two. That's what Samantha said. Question number three, what are the neighbors, the names of the neighbors in Christmas Vacation? My dog is named after one of them. It's Todd and Margo. Not Why fair. is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Samantha didn't know the answer. Three to two. Number four, the name of the Falcons mascot. 
Freddy. Samantha, are you surprised to learn you got that right? I am very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four to three. Finally, what's the top number of a blood pressure reading called? I think that's the systolic on top and... Yeah. Hyperbolic on the bottom? Uh, who knows? Oh, All we were looking for like, was number one. Systolic well, is right. Samantha says she knows. What's the bottom known as? I thought it was the systolic. No, <laughs> the, bo- the bottom's diastolic, I think. <laughs> we might have two controversies now. No, I'm top expecting phone calls. The top go on, go systolic. on. Five to three is the final score. Samantha and Brazelton, are you smarter than Kara? No, but I'm smart enough to get consolation prizes. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Pair of tickets to see Pete Davidson December 30th at the Tabernacle. They're on sale LiveNation.com. Have a great time. You guys made my life. I hope that your day is absolutely fantastic. Have a great weekend. You too, guys. Thank you. We play twice every weekday morning, 635 and 735. It's B98.5. Thanks for listening to the Tad Drex and Kara podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and hear the show weekday mornings from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5.